And if you don't like what we tell you to believe in, we'll kill you. Alright, that's it, it's over. What's that? Christmas season. This is what it, this is airing on like the twenty sixth, I think. I'm not sure. It's only the twelfth right oh. now. Wait. We're pre- oh, right. We're, we're pre recording. You wanted to do the Venus content this the is week the between Christmas and New Year's. Yeah, we're not yeah. I don't even know what So hope everyone about. had a good Christmas. Hope everyone had a good Christmas. Uh, it's actually just been three weeks, which is why I'm wearing this same shirt, because that's about how, how often I rotate the shirts to be much more common, much more <clears> quickly than that. But depends. what's great is we're going to start bow posting again. And to the audience, it's been like two weeks oh. since we last bow posted. Yeah, that's the other thing. We can now do both of the column content again because we don't have any creativity left in us for the day. So we can just do well, that. Well, I'm actually just kind of... I'm, I'm, oh, I'm kind no, of a, no, no, no. We got Tony here. We got Tony here. Which we get Tony here to argue about the best Batman film. But we're all well, we're all autistically we fixated on Bo. With, hi, Tony. Everyone agrees with the best one is. Let Tony tell you say hi. Hi, Tony. Hey, hello. How's it going? Hello. You can see I didn't get a webcam uh, a webcam for Christmas. Webcam. Oh, webcam. Sad. Webcam, yeah. Webcam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe uh-huh. you could use your brand new ring doorbell cam and like retrofit it to be a webcam. It's like yeah, a, I have a weird fish eye. Actually <laughs> like can wide face. It would be like a... It would be like an early 2000s rap video. Uh-huh. I was going to say, it sounds like something like a 90s like music video of some kind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're, in like a, you're in like a tube, like a mm. glowing tube or something. Anyway. Um, it's like a Tony Hovater Christmas parody, like no webcams for Christmas. Well, <laughs> I know Tony knows that song. Yeah. Dreaming of a white. Sabbath! No, nothing. Nobody likes King Diamond. <laughs> I know Tony does. Yeah, I was going to say, you know I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys have like the weird esoteric similar music to I guess the King Diamond isn't King Diamond's not very esoteric. Like I found out the other so day that, don't like I found out the other day that at some point in the aughts, King Diamond, you know, evil Satan man with all the face paint that he that he moved to Texas because he likes NASCAR so much. Like I from, believe that. Like from Denmark. I thought he lived in well, Florida or some shit. My question is Someone said Texas, like, but he's, that's, but he's that's, from that's like Billy Corgan in the pro wrestling. Yeah. Only mm. worse because, like, I didn't know that he had to leave Denmark, like, go live in fucking Texas, like, watch just NASCAR. for the NASCAR. <laughs> just for the NASCAR. Why would you move to Texas for NASCAR? Everybody knows it's North Carolina. Yeah, yeah right. That's say, what it's I was more of a too. southern thing than a Texas thing. Maybe somebody got the state wrong, but that's what I was reading the other day. But that was very funny. That would be funny. They tricked this Danish guy. They're like, bro, like NASCAR, you want to go to Texas? It's like four and, and a half. He's like, there's, just, there's just cowboys Mexicans and Mexicans and bad here. barbecue everywhere. What the yeah. fuck? There's <laughs> nothing but steers and queers. <laughs> I want a car racing. <sighs> this high pitched. I want a car just... racing. I said I got like cringe over the top Americana. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Europeans love that shit when they come over here. They want to see the bullshit. I was uh I was watching it's some like a, dumb it's like shit on pleb, the European pleb class. Yeah, well, I was watching some as... dumb shit on YouTube where some European guy goes and like rates American restaurants and food and shit, and he's like going to like Applebee's and stuff. He's like, Fuck "Wow, yeah. I'm so excited to try Applebee's." 
And I was like, oh, no. You can <laughs> almost see like, that shit um, as satire. Yeah. I mean, what's wrong with Applebee's? Well, you forget, I, I hate the working class. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't just hate Goyslop oh, being for the working class. I hate the working class themselves. Oh, man. But um, that, that's, that was so – I always hated that thing where the people would do that where it's like if you make fun of the shitty – like, first of all, a lot of stuff that is, like, shitty and American isn't just for working class people. It's actually for everybody in America. Like, rich people consume it, too. Like, biggest, like, people that make, like, upper middle class incomes are some of the biggest eaters of fast food in the fucking country. It's true. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the but even, even if so, like, I am saying that our country is so shitty. This is the, this is what it provides for... <laughs> It's working class. Yeah. And people will grow to like certain things. Like sometimes the goy slop is slapping. The cheesecake factory. Do they even have but cheesecake like, there? It's a huge menu. That's like a middle class lip tart thing. The cheesecake I was going to say cheesecake factory is like performative, like uh, upper middle class shit. But it's actually like not very good. Every time I go there, it's just niggers. It just kind of sucks. There's a lot I, of niggers. There. I don't know. Yeah. Why. Black people are all about like I remember when people used to start talking talk about like Oh, I like to go to Cracker Barrel because there's no niggers. I'm like, excuse me. Yeah, what? what the fuck are you? I'm like, where, where, where did you get that? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I've been to Cracker Barrel. I've been to a Cracker Barrel where like, every single rocking chair was was had a nigger in it, <laughs> like out front. You know, go on, you know go on a fucking Sunday after a black <laughs> church gets out. Like, oh, they tell me there's no niggers. Porch monkeys for a reason. Oh, oh yeah, rock niggers and rocking chairs. You know, it's like peas and carrots. You know. <laughs> But yeah, it's pretty funny because they have those rocky, all those rocking chairs out out front of of uh, Cracker Barrel. Theoretically, you're like, oh, this is a, this is like, but again, it's like literally every single Cracker Barrel is exactly well, the same. It's like you the know most they changed thing. Uh, they changed their whole like get up after uh, George Floyd. You know about that? Oh, I haven't been there since. No, this is fucking hilarious. They oh, like please. made some commitment um, to anti racism uh, <sighs> after you know the whole thing, and they have like a little plaque <laughs> thing now. When you walk in, like straight to your right, it's like uh, just like up there on the side saying something, something about it's a welcoming place for all people, blah, blah, blah. And they had to change all of the uh, decoration because it used to have like happy looking like mammy slaves and shit. But now it's like all these like dour, grim looking blacks to like reflect, you know, like the era, the antebellum, you know, southern era. It's so fucking funny. That is funny. It does. I couldn't believe it because it's like performative Americana kitsch. This is pretty annoying, huh? All this can go away. You bought a paywall. Rightstuff.biz slash paywall. But now coupled with like libtard bullshit. It's like, <laughs> right. And it's, it's not perfect. like it's, it's probably going to turn off more blacks. Like the mammy shit. They never cared about it. And they went because they liked the fried chicken. And that yeah, was they it. want the they, fried chicken and the fucking they want the chicken oh, and the dumplings. And don't give yeah. a fuck about anything else. Like, I want the dumplings yeah. tone. Okay, but now, now you have that to... chicken and biscuits is slapping though. I, I will... <laughs> oh, some of it's not too bad, but now you just have to eat your fucking uh, whatever the fuck your your French toast and uh, you know sausage with like these like grim dark. Yeah, niggers, I don't want to like, be looking at these door <laughs> these door grim <laughs> niggers while I'm eating my goist. Nigger forty thousand. It's it's like insult. It's like not only am I hooked on the goislop, now you're making me look at like your grandma's. Your grandma's not allowed to say Jigaboo in there anymore. She shows up, dude. Bullshit. <laughs> it reminds me when I when I worked at um when I worked in New York City, like all kinds of weird hijinks would go on. Like we uh would go when I worked at 
uh, Time Inc. You know, was a contractor there, and they they actually had a, a pretty decent cafeteria. Worked on time. Um, yeah, you know, as was the fashion at the time, and um, <laughs> and and but the thing is, there would be like this hallway. You take this escalator up the stairs, and you go into this hallway, and it was kind of like getting you out of the feel of like a corporate office building into the feel of like a lunchroom cafe or something like that. Ah. So you went in this hallway, it was like wood paneled, but then the propaganda posters, and at one point it was just like famous Time Magazine covers, right? Right. Time Inc. So it was like, oh, famous Time Magazine covers through the years. Then it became like, just like democracy propaganda. They would have like pictures of like multi, and it was back when they were doing like Burger King Kids Club shit everywhere. Mm -hmm. Everything was five people of Mm -hmm. all five races. And they'd be like running through fields together or like jumping together in like a whimsical way. And I was just like, dude, this is like I'd rather just see the old time magazine covers. That at least felt kind of kind of cool. We should just line it with all the Hitler person of the year covers. That's the only one I want to see. Just yeah. like line the on the wall. Yeah. And then they would do they were then when it would become time for election, they'd have like uh like a black girl with her thumb with like a red, white, and blue flag, like vote. <laughs> you know, and I would be like, That's dude, very this inspiring. is so fucking like I just want out of this. This is terrible. See, I remember I like as a little kid, because I feel like that shit probably started in like the late eighties, maybe early nineties, at least like yeah. as ham fisted as it ended up being. Uh like I remember like the actual Burger King Kids Club when I was like six yes, or yeah. seven, and I was just <laughs> yeah, like, This is weird and gay. You know, and I'm like there's a kid in a wheelchair, I'm eating here. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was terrible. I hated the Burger King Kids Club, but I was old enough to think things were cringe. Right. When, well, fuck, I, I was a little kid and I thought it was cringe, so it must have been really fucking cringe, you know? I, I couldn't have been that old. I don't I mean, it was the 90s. I didn't like so Burger King, so it didn't really teens. resonate with me. I just didn't like Burger King. You just didn't? I was a McDonald's. Burger King sucks, but it's all they had on uh, military bases. They only had Burger King, they never had McDonald's. I don't know why. Oh, that's but weird. that's funny because you were fighting. For the propagation of McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Whereas Burger King like implies some kind of anti-democratic like monarchy system. Like that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> it, also, the, it, it, it implies sucks. like the 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 Reichsburger move, the Reichsburger King movement. <laughs> like, like that, they tried to take over Germany. Have you ever, yeah. have you ever had French fries from Burger King? You ever done that? Uh, they're, they're terrible. They're, they're, they're terrible. Terrible. like first, which version? Man. Which version of French fry? Real. Which version of the French fry is Burger King on now? Like they keep revising it, like re- keep rebooting yeah, got, the French fry. They have Mark II, Mark III, Mark IV. <laughs> you know, they have all that. They need to just go back because when they did, the fry, like, French fry. I'm old enough to remember when Burger King fries were basically just the same as normal fries. Well, they what's stopped the normal that fry now. I, I don't. I can't answer that question. I get the little mini onion <laughs> rings. They, if they I have st- to go there. They're cute. They stopped um, doing that. Literally, it was in. It was in the '90s. Because we used to go to, like, there was actually a Burger King in the town I grew up in. It was tucked away in a corner, but we ah. used to go there for lunch sometimes. There's one the fast food restaurant they like. Are the burgers okay? Because I was, I was never big into their, their burgers either. The their, burgers, their chicken sandwich is god awful. The burgers have some kind of, trash. they have some kind of fake, like, charcoal smoke seasoning flavoring yeah. on them. They, like, it's spray so liquid smoke on it, and it just tastes like burnt rubber. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it tastes like, it tastes like there's coal on your burger. It's weird. Yeah, have you ever, know, met, have you ever met a person better. that perform or like prefers Burger King? Though? My wife. Like, have you ever? My wife I, loves oh, Burger no King. Way. I don't, but because she's a girl, oh, they're man. stupid. Oh, I guess that's true. You can't really, you oh, can't really take their opinion seriously. Yeah, the one person I knew that liked Burger King was also a girl. See? Oh. Yeah, uh, that about proves it. 
I don't really like McDonald's. I always hate Burger King. McDonald's is just an addictive substance. Like I don't like it, but occasionally I have to have some. <laughs> right. Yeah. You think you want it before you get it, and you're like, why am I doing this? I don't even know, no, Tony. I, I don't even want it. I just go. Too. Every cat, like the other, It happened to me like... Was it like last week before when I was sick and I was driving back from the post office? And I was like, oh, there's McDonald's. And I just pulled in. I was like, how did that happen? And before I knew it, I had a yeah, two that's Big what Mac. They count on. You know what's funny? Uh, we talked about, like, we did a lot of road trips and driving around the country over the summer. Yeah. And one of the things I noticed is, like, when you drive a lot, like, you start to get see the patterns of, of American highways, which, yes, they, they are all ultimately the same. Scenery changes somewhat, but the, the the way the interstates work are kind of the same. And you see the same sign coloring, the same rest stop advertisements constantly. Mm-hmm. And I started noticing that even though I wasn't hungry necessarily, I would thinking about see, the sodium. I would something in my brain would trigger when I would just see the colorful Goislop logos. Some kind of reaction of like I want that. Like I want to pull off and get some of that they, at the they, next they, stop. They, 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 they do that. There's some kind of psychological research into yeah. colors and food and making you hungry. Yes, and they, isn't, they, they isn't that like right an, is that like an e- Mike, literally is like it's like an E Michael Jones E Michael Jones talking point like colorful Goislop logos or something like that. Logos, yes, yes, yes. Col- colorful, colorful Goislop. Yeah, logos. I think yeah, he's always talking about that. Yeah. the logos. The it logos. makes you want to eat golden arches when you don't need one. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I think that they definitely have done absolute. This is why Jews study psychology. It's not just it's it's to sell you stuff, but it's also so they can sell you like the Holocaust and things like that. Yeah, but I don't think there's ever a way oh, to sign Holocaust. like Holocaust Museum is, next right that I would minute. feel is like gearing off. I wish someone would sell me a Holocaust. <laughs> I would totally I just, buy one. I just, I just figured out why E. Michael Jones is so anti-Semitic because, see, Naomi Klein wrote that book, No Logo. Ah, yeah, defended. So she doesn't like cheesy. She doesn't like learning computer programs from the early eighties. <laughs> oh, hi! Here's another interruption that's pre-recorded. Go to the rightstuff.biz/paywall and pay for a subscription. We need your support. We need your help. We can't do this for free because we're Jews. <laughs> no, no one else is old enough to have played logo when they were a kid. All right, whatever. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. When, when I was a little kid, we had these Apple, like Commodore or Apple, or like Apple II or Apple One, where they had this program called Logo, and you could you had a thing called the Turtle, and it was a little thing and you could control it, like by typing, like turn right, move, go up, and and like, yeah. And we did that. I, I think my dad had a Commodore sixty four. I think he did. Yeah, well, logo is like an old, old thing, and it was a way. To, it was like teaching kids computers, and we had those old. Remember those old brown apples with like the big brown keys? Like it would be like a yellowish brown chassis, and then the big brown, like huge keyboard keys. I don't know. These are like old. Antiques. That was like the OG one, wasn't it? Yes, they had those in schools, and I'm an old person. They had those in schools <laughs> when I was a little kid, man. And it seemed like it was like new tech. And the thing is, because because I because I because I was one day we'll turn everyone up, gay with these. My family had a computer, so I I knew how to how to use it. And so like in the class, I like already knew how to use all this stuff. And so I was like the nerd that was like already knew how to do it. I would hide my power level though. I would just pretend like I was going along with the lesson. I had another nerd friend. Um, who wouldn't highest power levels? He would always be making the, the all kinds of shit happen on the screen. The teacher didn't know how he did it, but yeah, and he'd be like, hey, yeah, pretty, put him in a gift. Put him in the gifted program. Oh man, you know what my fifth grade teacher's name was? This is this will this will kill you, Mister Scheidelman. 
I buy that. He was that. this old, crusty Jew. He literally was a crusty old Jew. He had, like, glasses on a hooked nose, and he would wear, like, cardigan sweaters, and he smelled like mothballs. Oh. <laughs> Everybody hated him. If you got, like, because the fifth grade teachers, there was, like, a certain selection you could get, and you always wondered, going out of fourth grade into fifth, which one you're going to get. And if you got Mr. Scheidelman, it was like, oh, fuck. You always wanted, like, the nice black lady or whatever. People always preferred that. The reason everyone wanted the, the black lady teachers because you just didn't have to do any work. Just, no, just I had did. a I had a black woman as a math teacher once, and yeah, we yeah, didn't do she's shit. Never gonna have to work because she doesn't know how to do math <sighs> either. No, she's she's learning with the children. I've never had yeah. that that privilege before. I don't think I ever had a black. I had a black history teacher. Yeah, he was the football coach, and we basically didn't learn anything in that in that class. Black history mm. teacher. Black was history. It? <laughs> it was that was just a specialty class. Though. Well. I actually no no I, it was history history but like he was uh, he was yes. black so like we just didn't I don't remember anything from that I had a there was a woman who taught a black woman taught history at my middle school I think for seventh graders and I think it was when I was in seventh grade she taught it and it was Miss McGriff and she was notorious as being like a super hard ass like always making you do your work and do your reading and stuff. But she got like I and I got her as my teacher, was history teacher for seventh grade, and I was like, oh great. And my sister had had her, and like, oh Miss McGriff is so great. Then she got lupus, and so she she couldn't <laughs> never she, lupus. She couldn't show up for class, so she was basically hospitalized my whole year. So they replaced her with this guy, Mister Zeller. Mm. And um, one of the things was it was like seventh grade, so it was like world history. Like you're supposed to learn about, and you start with like the pyramids and the Sumerians and all that shit. And so one of the projects was was to be like make a thing that was like the thing like it was like make a clay tab make a clay project right so people were making like Sumerian clay tablets and shit with the cuneiform writing and so they would have all of these like Being lines you're doing chemistry <laughs> so chemistry. this is actually really funny <laughs> so they would have all these clay projects like lined across the back of the classroom and I would sit but I was always kind of an asshole <laughs> I would sit back there with my friends and we would like pick little pieces off the clay projects and like throw them. <laughs> and if we would see whatever Mr. Zeller like would turn to write on the chalkboard, we would try and get them to like stick on the wall while he didn't notice. We were throwing them at him. We wanted the game was to get them to like stick. And he would catch us all the time and kick us out if we did. But the funny thing was there would be pieces of clay all up like on the ceiling. <laughs> and then they would dry up and, and fall just down fall. Like, later in the year. After all the clay projects were removed from the classroom, they would like dry and like fall down while he was, and it was just fucking funny. And we just did nothing but torment. But he was now that I know, I know now he was just some kike. So it's like whatever. It's just, okay. He was trying to poison me with Mr. Zeller. No, it was okay no matter what because it's fucking funny. Pranks are always funny when they're clever rather than mean. Yes. <laughs> like it's it really, more it funny. Depends it, on the teacher, you know. Yeah. Uh, I had an English teacher. Um, she wasn't a Jew, but she made sure everything was about the Holocaust and, oh, you know, God. the sunflower, like all that shit, you know. Um, but anyway, uh, one of the guys in there would fuck with her like every single day. He would just go and like turn the clock upside down or like just set stuff on her desk upside uh, down. Oh, hi, guys. Here's another pre-recorded interruption, not an actual interruption. I'm just here to remind you, we need you to go ahead and pick up a subscription at the right slash paywall. You can use money orders. You can use crypto. You can use e-checks. You can even go to my Odyssey channel. Uncle Spend's other tone stream, and you can use your credit card on there to get around the Jews' uh, banishment of our banking services. That works. So you can do that until you can't. I don't know. But thanks. We'll be right back to the show now. 
She's good shit. And and <laughs> at first she wouldn't react, and then eventually she had like a fucking meltdown, like screaming and crying. <laughs> she didn't know cool. who was doing it. Those are oh, the that's best good. pranks when you're not actually doing anything that actually like fucks with anybody, and then they lose their shit. You mm. know, we used to like. <laughs> You just like throw shit out the window, like in 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 this because they would be they had a stack of like the social studies textbooks on like what or this history text called I still remember it was called it was called Men and Nations was the history book we were supposed to read um, for like seventh grade world history, but then they came out with a new edition called People and Nations, oh. and they had the old ones sitting in a stack in the in the room that we where we had our history, and so we would like. We do this thing where somebody would be sitting near the window, and like they, someone would grab one, and, like pass it across to the per, like the person sitting near the stack would like pass them across to the person sitting near the window and just like throw it out the window for no reason, <laughs> just because it was fucking funny. And so there would be like a bunch of copies of this book, like I, I don't know, like we used to do shit like that all the time. It was just just because it was freaking funny, and it was always to Mister Zeller because. He wouldn't really punish you, but he would get like upset. I don't know. Anyway, that shit was funny, man. <laughs> Just like throwing books out the window for no reason. <laughs> Way to pass the time. Yeah. Anyway, that kind of stuff is funny. There was another time when there's this guy, Mr. Chapin, who wasn't um, Jewish. He was an English teacher. And somebody like handcuffed his desk, his his briefcase to the desk. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Which was just really fucking dumb, but also kind of funny. Anyway, hijinks. Yeah, These are the kinds of pranks. Now, it's funny because, like, from school, like, I don't really remember shit about it other than, like, dumb shit like that. Or, like, yeah, yes. uh, we, you know, we had, like, uh, like brand new, like, IMAX and shit in the computer lab. So, of course, everybody was just, like, playing Halo on it. Like, LAN right. parties and shit, you know. Uh, it, it's just, I, I wonder how many, like billions of hours have been wasted in the last like 20 30 years at public school of white kids just like distracting themselves with pranks because the shit is so stupid you know uh, probably a lot and what's what was funny was the idea that like we're gonna get the uh, computers that's the way of the future computer yeah. learning we're gonna put these computers into school put a computer lab in school when what happened was only the kids that already knew how to use computers like ever used a computer lab right and the kids that didn't uh, didn't use it or oh, would I just would use, do it and do I the exercises and not really care. And then blacks didn't improve. I, w- I would yeah, use the computer lab to like, as as play Oregon. I want right. to play Oregon as, Trail. As that's about it. Because <laughs> what all of the novelty takes every year in America, you could actually do like a history of, of novelty education takes in America. What's the new theory on like how you're supposed to do education? Because in fact, the old school, like the Prussian p- pedagogical theory of just sit the kids on their asses in seats in a classroom and have the teacher tell them what's what like that was perfectly fine for white people for hundreds of years it never was you know as boring as it is it worked right wait hundreds and, of years i don't think formal schooling is that old man <laughs> whatever whatever you know what i'm saying oh yeah that's right you're one of the yeah right i you were a southerner you hate school um, speaking of southern, just default to that. Just, I any, say it's just a helpful heuristic. Yeah. Anytime you trip up my but, rhetoric, um, I'll just call you a southern. <laughs> <laughs> but, but whatever, you know what I mean. It worked as as a as, if you're gonna do the former schooling bit. 
that's going to give you the same result. Like for white kids, the results are pretty consistent. Actually, the results are just consistent across the board. No matter what style they choose. Like, say, even they, with the novelty takes. Yeah, no, they get the same thing because it's just like the issue isn't even. Yeah, I mean, we all know why. The first problem is you want niggers to sit there and be <laughs> quietly like learn something. You want them to sit in one spot. Well, that's actually what they stopped doing. That's what they stopped doing because that was the whole – that was one of the main points was the idea that you have to sit still for so long. Maybe it's not the same kind of – and literally when I was younger, I heard my stepmother who was a social worker and was involved in education stuff talk about this kind of stuff. Where she would be like, you know, the idea that, that kids should sit still and listen to an adult for like an hour or a half hour or something – that's not everyone's culture. Like she would be going with these copes. Like she must have. It's been. not everyone's culture. And, and she's like, that's the culturally like blacks are very different. They're more active or whatever. But they try to develop like some kind of theory of teaching along those lines, and it, it then it, it just doesn't work. You just like what that's called, just letting kids goof off. Yeah, as long as you if you put a computer in front of them, though, you know, you can call, uh, cargo cult blacks into being, you know, computer scientists. We need a teaching system that's right. just like all day long you, you play basketball and commit crimes, and then you'll be able to instruct them all. <laughs> well, this is pretty annoying. You don't want to hear my voice. You want to hear uh, Mike finish his thought, huh? But uh, you can't because you don't have a subscription. You should go to the rightstuff.biz slash paywall. Bag it. Way, then they'll then they'll finally <laughs> start to like work. Well, that's the end result anyway. So yeah. you might as well start early. Well, yeah, I mean you're just you're just There's going actually, with what they're like. At some point, they give up on the basketball. You know, this some people don't some people don't commit crimes and play basketball day, but these are just not all cultures are the same. Some cultures just commit crimes. I think you're wrong about the basketball thing. The basketball thing, blacks like watching it. They play sometimes, okay. but the the idea they all play it is totally wrong. Most well, I think when they I think when all. they play it, it's because it's like I don't have any crimes to commit right now. I need something to do with my hands, though. So give me the basketball. Right. Well, usually until they, until they the opportunity for while a, they play basketball. Oh yeah, it was good. well, sometimes you're like, just waiting for an t- opportunity for a crime to come along. Like, all right, we we'll put the ball down for a minute. And no, uh, no, 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 the crime is the other people on the court. You that too. Stab them. Yeah, you could. You know, like yeah, that's the idea. So like, or shoot them or whatever, which yeah. happens often. Yeah, a game of but hoops can get pretty fucking heated. Shoot you know? the J. Yeah, and shoot in the it. hood, man. Hoops is a serious business. It's not actually serious business. But the thing is, I I don't think I think most blacks don't play basketball. They probably watch it, but most of them don't play it. And one of the ways they tried to, in a, in a very cringe-worthy way, to get blacks to stop doing mass violence was oh, like get them to play midnight basketball. basketball. And it always failed. Like midnight basketball and other other corny shit revolving around basketball. It was almost like it's almost like that. It's almost like the uh, the '90s version of the racist white guy assuming the black kid wants to play basketball. It's like it's not because you're assuming that it's not because my interests are actually just like computers or rocket surgery or other white people things. It's like I just want to be committing crimes. Right. That's yeah. why it's cringy for you to assume I want to do basketball. You know, if I play so basketball, that governments like invest so much money in like building places for blacks, large group of blacks to meet up. Like, that's already a problem. You know? Bad idea. Yeah. Do you <laughs> remember? Worked out well, we have what, prisons. What was the word? You can just build prisons. Word? Hmm, that's true. What was the word that those real estate developers were using once they had learned this lesson? It was like um, ambiguous, unowned yeah. Oh, yeah. From the uh, always bad. from that Yonkers miniseries. Yeah, ambiguous, unowned yeah. zones, something like that. Yeah, something like that. It was some that. word. That's very funny. Yeah. No, they eventually learned their lesson on that. That's which one is thing why I love seeing how 
society and language like adapts to not just saying like, look, there's a bunch of niggers. Uh, and just yes. keep coming up with like more and more terms to like Dude. let people know there's niggers, but you don't want to say it, you know, or just like in some ways copes of like handling it without without you, you, without you acknowledging what the real issue. You have to have a very high IQ yeah. to pretend not to know what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> right. Libtards are fucking genius. It takes a lot of in, a lot well, of internal fun. CPU cycles to like keep the hamster wheel going. On well, that. Yeah. they they were saying it was the issue was the ghetto. <laughs> tower like the like the tower right like the 15 story well yeah because in there like because they're because like one of the, at least one of the stairwells there would be a couple stairwells and one of them would just be like the buy crack and rent hookers stairwell where you would also could get yeah, stabbed well, and, sh- and killed and whatnot yes and this was that pro- they were problems yeah. so they would solve so, that by then just what like, they yeah. did what they did was they moved to a different model of housing project which you can recognize if you see it which is like all the units are um they don't have a tower they're all right. like little Brown. houses yeah but mm-hmm. so, sometimes they're connected sometimes not there's i've seen a number of these housing that you can always tell government housing and the problem is so then they would they would say well we needed to have not everyone stacked on each other in a big apartment building we need to have people feel like they have their own house and give them like some green spaces in between and stuff but then the green spaces just become the buy crack yeah yeah place right and it happens like very fast. Yeah, very emergent uh, drug vending businesses pop up. Right. Yes, they just they well blacks see a, a space, and they're like, I'm going to do crime here. Yeah. <laughs> occasionally, I'm going to sell drugs. Or occasionally, I'm going to other people. Occasionally, you know, we'll have like an, gonna, occasionally we'll have an open war over who gets to use this yeah. space to commit the crimes, me yeah. or you. Or, yeah. or maybe you know if if you're out of drugs, you can just stand around menacing people. You know, you could just sort of they yeah, love like, to do that. Yeah, yes, that's one of the mill about. <laughs> yeah, just mill about in a kind of vaguely uncomfortable fashion, making yeah. people feel uncomfortable and and knowing and kind of reveling in the discomfort. Yeah, knowing why people don't like it, and mm. they're too afraid to say why. Mm. But most of the time, it's like, who's this fucking for, dude? <laughs> like, what do you what do you actually get out of this, man? Wait, what? Mike was going to say what? Did we all miss that? Is that because this is the free fag edition? Go to the rightstuff.biz slash paywall for your subscription today. Couldn't you be doing something productive? Go sell some drugs. <laughs> well, they don't think like that. I mean, when yeah. you say productive, it's just like, yeah. I, mean, I guess just... by productive, I mean getting getting that Get that, that cheddar, money. you know, not not like being money. like uh, generative or something. Yeah, no, well, no, no. The, the other thing that's really sort of black pilling, I suppose, about this community is that the the ones that are selling drugs are the ones with agency. Yeah. So the a lot of them just have a, an amazing lack of ability to do anything and right. not even like sell drugs. Like that is the one. Those are the on top of things, niggers. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're the ones who got their shit together. They're out there. They're out there hustling. But like a lot of niggers just are just so lethargic. They're just they're just so enervated. They just can't do anything. You know, at uh, all. a few weeks ago when we were in uh, whatever the fuck that town is where uh, you know Fetterman used to be the mayor of. I can't think of it now. Oh yeah, um, it's such a fucking dump. But they have those houses that you're talking about where it's like all blasted, yeah. like empty old factories, like rundown bullshit. And then there's like eight like very nice looking like brand new houses it's like okay come on like we know what's going on but then you know one street over it's just like niggers walking around but then i Mm -hmm. did see there was some libtard that had uh they had like some like tranny rights thing or like protects trans kids and it's like can you not 
Like, do you not know where the fuck you are? Like, is that is that a big problem here? Like, get the fuck real. I well, love that. Just, because because libtards just say that stuff. It's not yeah. connected to anything. So it's just what they do or say, like, protect trans kids. Like, what are you <laughs> what, what specific ones? But, dude, there's an increasing trend of black stuff and gay stuff being in the same locales. You mean Atlanta? Yeah, or like the Breakfast Club. Have you noticed from we watched Jay Blatt a little I'm bit starving last it. week? Some waffles. And yeah, this breakfast. If you want to lose your appetite, watch Jonathan Greenblatt on the Breakfast Club. That'll. Oh, I still haven't seen it. We, got, we were supposed to do that. Let's just do some. Let's just do some of it. Well, I want to. I want to get in real fast. That John Fetterman made it to a list. Yeah, of the most stylish people. Okay, New York Times list of most stylish people. John Fetterman. Huh. <laughs> it's high, the high fashion Carhartt hoodie. Yeah, and it makes sense. That's, well, I mean, this is it's, just like it's, yeah, it's a it's vibe. Like, I guess it's like who's <laughs> I mean, it's like it's, it's like who's stroking who here, you know? I'm yeah, sorry. I mean, my I thing was always like <laughs> again. My thing with John Fetterman is like I'd rather make fun of Republicans. That hate him. I mean, that, that, I mean, I know he's a piece of shit. Don't get me wrong; he's a total piece of shit. I think but they I, got him I, I so wrong. I think you're just jealous of his ensemble. Well, I don't have enough money to pay uh, for all those. Fed, Fetterman was featured on a list to a photo of him wearing his traditional uniform: a hooded sweatshirt, shorts, and a pair of sneakers. <laughs> See, when when Jews are pimping that as like an idealized style, you know everyone's just ready to give up. Look at this working class everyday slob. <laughs> He cares about trans rights yeah. and yeah, hormone therapy. <laughs> that's actually essentially that's essentially the job. That is the bit. Pitch. <laughs> this working class everyday slob cares about trans rights, and so should you. You don't have to. You don't have to be. I wonder if he has. You, I wonder. If, I wonder if he has pronouns on his Twitter bio. Let me, let me see here. No, I would not be. the kind of. It's like you don't have to be a blue-haired upper-middle-class yeah. college feminist to care about this. You can be a schlub in a Carhartt sweatshirt. No, his his fucking pronouns and the blue hair and all that like took a backseat for his campaign. It was actually a really smart way to do it because hmm. yeah. he's like he's absolutely a committed, you know, bought yeah. in insane shit lib. But like yeah. he ran like, oh look at me, I'm wearing shit. a hoodie and like you know jobs are are good, right? And he managed. I like to people working jobs. Yeah, and having money for you. Like, oh. Go to the rightstuff.biz slash paywall. For your subscription today. Oh right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. His like t- his like lilting way of talking was funny. Like I played this video of him. Like I want to thank the American Jewish Democrat Caucus for mm-hmm. supporting my campaign. It's all in line. We need abortion rights and to fight anti-Semitism. So does he just normally like, talk like William Shatner? Or is that like the stroke? <laughs> it was a fucking stroke. That's the yeah. stroke. Well, it worked out. Imagine if you could get a stroke I'm and a make you do man. like an impeccable William Shatner impression. I'm a hoodie man. It like almost might be worth it because that's one <laughs> yeah. of the hardest to get right. Yeah. It's not just the halting talk. It's like there's some well, other I think it's a whole thing. It's going to be a long, yeah. long time. Then people would start wanting to get like the Christopher Walken stroke. That's the most – That's like, oh. can I get that stroke? I want to talk like Christopher Walken. That's, I want to get a stroke where like, I try to really do. hard to do this voice and I can't. I've just joined the joined yeah. the chorus of men who just tried it. It's almost impossible. To do. You're talking to my friend so Neo. All wrong here. Oh, that's my yeah, favorite. So you do it much better. That's my favorite bit, Christopher Walken in the Matrix. You're talking to my <laughs> friend Neo. All wrong, Agent Smith. Is it? 
So you do it good. Like most people's walking is just to That's do good. is to talk deadpan and then suddenly do like a huge Whoa. inflection, right? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's not that's not the way you got to be you got to be more like your father had his watch in his ass <laughs> he is you know but yeah anyway you're gonna, you're gonna, make, me, you're gonna call, make me call back to batman returns where he goes oh yes and then he shoves her out the window it's fucking great he yeah. didn't really do walking in batman Returns. oh that's terrible he turned it down a little bit that sucks he had to play a jew he didn't want you to like the jew too much he's like let's yeah, yeah. yeah he's our guy I don't know that he is, but he's no, just probably not a guy. He doesn't <laughs> he seem to be he's anti. A guy. That's true. He, he's a guy. He's just a guy. But yeah. What was that movie you know, he was funny. in? Ooh, he was from Cleveland. He was a gangster from mm. Cleveland. What was that called? I can't remember. Um, another gangster from Cleveland. I don't fucking remember. Oh, uh, it's really funny. Well, what are you a libertarian? You an anarchist? He says to somebody. Is that Dennis? Oh, what are you? No. What are you an anarchist? <laughs> uh, well. The um when Kanye West did Drink Champs and they were asking him like what gangster would you want to be they had a segment on this he said I want to be Frank White that was and he's like and they're like really you don't want to be a black they were mad because that's Christopher Walken in King of New York right and it's not even a good movie like it's a bo- really boring ass movie I don't know why I don't even remember that everyone one. likes it I guess because he's Smalls called himself the black Frank White one time he always would name drop like Frank White just because the movie's called King of New York but it's not actually a good gangster movie it kind of sucks I've tried to watch it before and I'm like this is boring and I'm falling asleep and I don't even understand it but um but yeah so that's also why Kanye West said that they were like so you don't want to be a black gangster you want to be a white gangster He's like, I just want to be the king of New York and I was like, all right. Well, he didn't say it like that. He said it in his sort of childish, high-pitched voice. But yeah. Damn, anyway. I forgot all about this movie. Holy shit. What, King of New York? Yeah, because it's with oh. him and the other, the, the white guy. <laughs> Wait a second. Movie. Are they really it's putting... a classic movie. Is so Christopher good. Walken going to be the emperor in Dune Part 2? This is pretty annoying, huh? All this can go away. You bought a paywall. Rightstuff.biz slash paywall. You can use crypto. E-checks, mail in a money order, or even use your credit card on Sven's Odyssey channel. The link will be below in the show notes. That's the right stuff dot biz slash paywall. Now I have to watch that piece of shit. Uh, they said uh, no. I, I don't know if that was confirmed or not. Yeah. Have you seen the first one? No. I don't want to watch a bunch of niggers that's, ruin my movie. It's not that. It's not that bad. I know, but it's, it's not that good of- either. <laughs> It just right. is. Yeah. I'll send a lot of films have where ten squadrons actually... of my Sadu will, will nip this problem in the bud, this spice. Ooh, I don't understand. You wear the still suit. It's like you already knew how to wear it. Who told you? Yeah, I don't the spice anyway. must yeah, flow. That, that movie's like all like modern media where like it looks really fucking nice, but it's like a soulless Husk, you yeah, know. fear that's, is the that's mind one of the killer. Things. These movies have no. I will, I will embrace my fear. Anymore. Let it pass within me, pass through me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it has, it, it has no aesthetic vibe. More like deep. older. Films. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was one of, that was He's one the, of the chosen that, one. He turned the water <laughs> of life. Yeah. yeah, you could just do this forever. That'd be funny. <laughs> yeah. Worm sign. Like, <laughs> how would you do a walk and say yeah, a worm a, sign? Like real. Oh, and that's really fucking ironic because he was in that stupid video. He said worm sign with the walk without rhythm. 
so you don't track track the worm. What was that it's fucking Fat Boy Slim when he was like, uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's right. that's, those are yeah, lyrics from that it. stupid song. He was in the video dancing. Yeah, yeah, he's oh, okay. flying around and shit. Anyway, walk without really. Yeah, yeah, he's supposed to be in, and I just checked the. Uh, the yeah, well, just... no problem for me because I'm white. I thought you. I also actually have no rhythm. Fortunately, they cast Zendaya. Chani, I forgot about that. Yeah. All right. This this is it. This this Yandex site kind of sucks. I keep getting all these like. Oh, so I keep getting all these Russian language fucking results in my searches. Like, come on. On Yandex. You know what's funny about King of New York? It was actually (laughs) there were two white gangsters in it because the other the antagonist is Lawrence Fishburne. Oh my god! So it was a gang war between white people. Someone's trying to find that Christopher Walken vampire movie. That shit was amazing. No, no, I I caught that. I caught that. I'm sorry. I was. I was. Oh, did you watch the? Was it the addiction? Where he's like he's like an older vampire we... and he meets like this younger vampire and he's talking to her about being a vampire. He's like, it's like, it's like you know I can defecate. When's the last time you did that? And I was just like, what the fuck? It's like, of course, you, <laughs> you know how to defecate? I can still do that. He's like, oh my god, that's so weird. We it's were talking weird about shit. Um, vampires. Uh, Warren and I were talking about actually. No, we, we were, were talking, talking about, about the Jews. movie. No, 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 no. We were talking about the folk legend of vampires. Oh. <clears throat> Far more interesting for me. Is this kind of thing? I don't. I was, watch I was the hoping movies. you were talking about the John Carpenter movie. No, no, no. But but he, oh, here's because yeah. because what what Warren was talking about was the old original Bram Stoker's Dracula novel, which is actually a good novel. I would recommend. Oh, yeah? it. It's oh, fun yeah. read. Did that give you some mahogany there, Padre? Wait, what? It's James Woods from Vampires. See, never I've never, I don't even know the movie. That, I don't even, <laughs> never even heard of it. I don't know what you're talking about. It's a red letter so John, media John, Car- John Carpenter let James Woods just ad lib a bunch of lines, so he just does nothing but talk about erections the whole time. <laughs> if you've never, he's a conservative. Yeah. yeah. If you've never seen it, you should watch it. I'm not. not you know. Like, you know damn well I'm never watching it. It's so, not going like, to tell but, you it's good, but it, you should probably watch it. My point is this: think about. The evolution of the vampire. No, that's not a movie. I'm sure maybe it will be at some point. It might be. It might actually be, but who knows? But vampires went from. Uh, if you go back to Bram Stoker's Dracula, and uh, even some of the earlier vampire movies, these were not portrayed as super powerful and kind of sexy. But now they are, and here's my theory of that. It's because Jews know that vampires are just Jews and in, in, in European folk legend. So now they've made vampires like really cool and sexy. Mm. They made them and they gave them superpowers. Dracula didn't really have super. He just like sucked your blood so he could continue living in the Bram Stoker one. And uh, there was nothing. There was some like vague sexual things, but not really. Uh, as much as in later vampire stuff where they sexually they actually made vampires like a sexual thing they made them like a sexy thing like it's cool to be a vampire and forget about it the germans nosferatu is just that's just jonathan greenblatt i mean they just yeah. spitting yeah. Image of each other, right so <laughs> they literally look it's not even a joke like we were doing side by side nosferatu greenblatt pictures yeah. on, on or the what's show. Uh... What's the basketball guy? The basketball Jew, the guy that runs it, the commissioner, David Stern or Stern something like or that. Stern or Silver or something like yes. that. Yeah. Silver. That's like the most horrifying looking person I've ever seen. Well, he is a walking boat sinker cartoon. 
Yes, he yeah. is. It's it's unreal. It's I've never valley. seen someone that actually looked that way, and he does. He no. literally looks like it. And yes, he looks he looks like Nosferatu. Greenblatt almost looks a little bit more like Nosferatu because the stern, the it's silver. Stern right? looks more like a fucking alien. No, that it, it used to be oh, Daniel. Geez. I think it's like I think it's silver. I think his last name. Oh, is, is it silver? silver? Whatever. Shit, this looks like a Batman villain. See, I can't believe that. Like every time we've brought this dude up many many times, and people when they look at him, they it's like the first time they ever saw this dude. Like he doesn't look like a real person. Uh, looks like a claymation Eric, character. Oh, Stern was the the older guy. That's right. Yeah. yeah this dude's name is Silver. Oh, man, I think something like that. Oh, he was in Things to Do in Denver when you're dead. That's a decent. <laughs> Who cares? Thing. Just walking. Let's stop I talking can't. about movies. No. Right. What's wrong talking about movies? Specifically, it's Christopher Walken. Just for pleb stuff. So it's just yeah. Well, fine. Yeah, the only but, good, uh, uh, the only uh, real vampire movie is Lost Boys. Anyway, that's where it all started, you know. Well, that's when they made them. That's when they started making them cool. And well, Rice kinda, also had a lot to do with this. And, and like kind of gay, dude. Anne Rice's books, like I, I read um, Interview with the Vampire when I was like in high school, you know. Mm-hmm. And then like I read the next one, I was like, this is like really gay. And then yeah. I like read one more, and I was like, Hey everybody, Jordan Peterson here. I wrote a book about twelve rules for how to live your life. And I have a 13th rule for you. Subscribe to TRS. Go to therightstuff.biz slash paywall and pick the payment option that best suits your needs. Like, okay, this is actually just like a gay porn book. Like, what the fuck is this? And then I never read anymore. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, the guy's well, name is uh, Adam Silver. Nightmare. Yes. Yeah, fuck. Kiss Toledo Goodbye. That's yes. it. I've satisfied my autism. I found the movie. Kiss Toledo Goodbye. Starring Christopher Walken. Will do. That's the movie where yeah, he, Christopher Walken is that's like the, that's the movie where that, somebody tells him he's an anar- he's, a, he's a libertarian. He goes, "What are you an anarchist?" It's like really funny. It's for the one line. You an anarchist? I'm sorry. I, it came to mind before we were talking about it, and what's funny now about I feel better. Christopher Walken is like people. Everyone knows his voice now. He talks, but no one's ever seen his movies because most of them suck. He's in a lot of really bad shit that you would like. To be he's on, in like, cable, most most of the cable movies TV he was in like, were Ugh. bad. King of New York was, but he's shitty. like he's Wasn't got some he extremely in... amazing iconic roles. Though they're hilarious, like in True Romance. I haven't killed anybody since 1984. When uh, Dennis Hopper calls him a nigger and all that shit. Was, yeah, good and stuff. and like the guy with the watch in his ass in Pulp Fiction. And yep, all that yep. shit. Like yeah, he has those. Yeah, he does that stuff. Yeah, he's Wasn't... just one of those guys that takes every fucking role that's yeah most presented. Be. You know. All right, you want to do some content? Wasn't he? I guess not. The bad guy in Moonraker, or no? <laughs> am I wrong about that? I'm trying to find the right picture here. I've never seen a James Bond movie. You're lucky; they suck. Yeah, they seem dumb. They're, They're really fucking dumb. bad. No, I was wrong. He wasn't the bad guy in Moonraker. All right, well, whatever. That's fine. Anyway, enough about Christopher Walken. I stole some content so, from one of Ranbot's uh, 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 donors. It was kind of cool. Some. Some weird, like, Cold War shit. Do you want to watch it? Yeah, I was just going to say that the NBA commissioner, he looks like Matt oh. Furrer playing Moloch in Watchmen from yeah. 2009. Yeah, That's he does look he like that. Like. Wow. That guy looks more human, though, than than Silver. I know. That's the crazy thing. Is he actually looks more human. The Moloch yeah. is like, it's like too relatable. It's like, he's not, it's not, <laughs> it's not, in, that Moloch's not inhuman enough to really be a convincing <laughs> Moloch. It's like, you, you get that guy. Also, because oh, in that right in between frame space, okay. 
All right, I have this thing. I had a terrible in-between frames face there for a second. Anyway. Oh, it didn't freeze on mine. You look fine. You look you look good. Yeah. This is some. I don't know. This seemed like good content when I was when I was watching it. Oh. I don't know, it's just, it's some weird synth wave shit. That's very loud. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Wait, this what some, the hell is this? This is some nuclear war propaganda shit he was doing. Part of it made me really mad, so I wanted to watch it. On oh, November the 1st, 1983, Moscow and Washington were linked by satellite and television for a most unusual scientific conference. I want to give the word to Israel. Leading scientists from East and West had gathered to discuss the consequences to our planet of a nuclear war. Using simultaneous translation. <laughs> of an increasing arms race has already led to the... I know, it's Yuri Israel. Everybody did likes that. Do you remember that? Or did you... I remember that. Did that just... Was that just another thing that popped up? Yuri Israel, chairman, Soviet committee for... Let's say hydrometeorology. Hydrometeorocracy was that? Hydrometeorology, environmental control. Facing <laughs> arms that race. That takes on a whole different tone when you know Jews running it. Yeah. yeah. Has already led to the appearance of a number of global ecological problems. It is quite clear that in the event of a nuclear war, the effect on the biosphere will be magnified many times. The conference was called by independent American scientists, including Carl Sagan, the astronomer, on now, the left. What? One second. That scene of wreckage and destruction was not caused by a nuke. That was just the Allies. Yeah. Those <laughs> Allies. Bombing Regular bomb. Shit. Out of Berlin. Yeah. Left. And Paul Ehrlich, biologist. Paul Ehrlich and Carl Sagan. Sorry, Sagan. Excuse Their me. purpose was to discuss new work by atmospheric scientists, which predicts that the climate of the Earth could change dramatically after a nuclear war, with weeks or months of darkness and intense cold. It's no surprise to my colleagues in the Soviet Union, namely that a very large group of prominent biologists in the United States presented uh, with the uh, scenarios that Dr. Sagan just described. Uh, could come to a unanimous conclusion on the consequences for biological systems. The drop in temperature being discussed well would be great enough to cause the extinction of thousands of species and to destroy food crops over much of the planet. So it was the Results American guy a Jew doubt. too? So there's just like two Jews talking. Yeah, yeah, I think it's, they're all just Jews talking to each other. Yeah. It was all just. Oh, hey, Goy. Herschel here. Are you listening to a free fag episode of The Daily Shower? Do you need a small personal loan so you can afford a paywall subscription? I may be able to help you out. For the very low price of just $10 a month, you can listen to Mike finish his talking points without annoying promotional bits like this one. Log on to therightstuff.biz slash paywall and pick the payment option that best suits your white man's agency level. E-checks, money order by mail, or cryptocurrency. Support TRS's efforts in shutting down yids like me. Jews look like Steven Spielberg's older, fatter, less successful brother. <laughs> it looked like Tom Cruise in Tropic Thunder. <laughs> On the credibility of current nuclear strategy. So-called limited nuclear war. This again stresses that in a nuclear war there can be no victor and no vanquished. In the final analysis, all sides suffer fatally and Professor Sagan has already spoken of this at the beginning of the conference. Thus we are raising the very question of life on Earth. 
Again, these are not nukes, right? <laughs> yeah, this is just that's just like Berlin or Dresden. Yep. The nuclear age began when the first atom bomb was exploded in 1945 in New Mexico. Scientists then knew little about so the wait, effects of a nuclear this explosion. What are we watching? How do we get? On, how do we get here? Did I miss something? But now it's thought that this test may have caused <laughs> hundreds of deaths from leukemia. Only three weeks later, the first atom bomb was used in warfare. Hiroshima had been spared conventional bombing so that the effects of this grim experiment could be documented with precision. Time That's stood still. Twisted. That is actually really sick. This is when it gets really mad at me. I get really mad at this part. That's why I wanted to watch so, it. So, hold on a second. What, where, what is this and why are we watching it? How did we come here? Like, what, what made just you want to play it. this? Because I watched no, it. I, I know, but I, I want, want to, I want to know what, what, cause what was the lead up to it. That's all. He said, wasn't, let's there wasn't do content. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. That's fine. I just liked this, especially this part where we start talking about Japan. It makes me really, I got really mad about Jews okay. and their right. mad, yeah, at, mad at Jews and their wars. And oh, they're, okay. and they're yeah, fucking, and they're no, fucking, I'm happy to go back and they're to fucking nukes. Rather than the, yeah, yeah. The the movies, movies, no, yeah. Only three weeks later, the first atom bomb was used in warfare. Hiroshima had been spared conventional bombing so that the effects of this grim experiment could be documented with precision. That's a pretty, pretty stunning, stunning admission. That is a quite a stunning admission yeah. right yeah. there. So which side of this war exper- did such an experiment? Which side conducted such an experiment? I think it was Dr. That was the good side? I think oh, it, was, it was the good side. Right? I think it was the Dr. Mangler right, gotcha. did that. Was it Dr. Mangler? Experiment could be documented with precision. Time stood still at 12 minutes past 8 on oh, August the 6th. Six months later, a Hollywood film crew was conscripted to record the devastation. That sounds familiar. Hmm. What the film only this time it's real cannot show is that more than a third of the energy of the bomb was released as heat. This in 1980, witnesses of the attack gave evidence to a Senate committee in Washington. This shit's fucked up. That morning, I heard the airplane, and I looked up and I saw something drop from the plane, and just then I felt a strong wind and strong light, and I was knocked down. Suddenly, I was sort of in a big fire, red, grey, dark. I could not see anything. Then, I cannot say how long it took, and I could see around. Surrounding me was like a different world, completely changed, sort of a hell. The people were not like people, more like monsters. I'd never seen such a horrible-looking people. I was thrown across the schoolyard. The air was so hot I thought I would die. And the next thing I knew, we were right in the middle of a black, tarry rain. That was the radioactive rain that came down. And I recall very clearly people dead, just standing. And you would think they were still alive standing there. And they are just completely charred. People on bicycles in an upright position, frozen and dead. My first impression was of darkness. I suppose it was all the ashes that were thrown up in the air. As it cleared up, you could see people in waves coming and they were burned. You could not tell which was their face or which part their back. It seemed they were in a daze. Most of them were stunned. Many were crying. Mothers carrying their half-burned children. The mothers themselves were burned more than half of their bodies. Skin hanging from the child. Skin hanging from their own bodies, practically to the ground. 
it's no longer realistic to assume that you can uh, merely go into your basement for a, uh, a couple of weeks to avoid the worst of local fallout and then come out and, and resume life as it had been before the nuclear war. The, the simple fact of the matter is that the nuclear winter in particular that is projected and the radiation levels, the, the new calculations of radiation levels that are projected, uh, mean that the world will be fundamentally changed. And, and nuclear war is not just a war among combatant people, but it would constitute war on the environment itself. Because their war scenario of 5,000 megatons could have such a catastrophic effect, the TAPS group were anxious to find out how small a war could affect the climate. For example, we did a case. We studied a scenario of only 100 megatons. And just to remind you that 100 megatons is a tremendous amount of explosive power. <clears throat> but nevertheless, we put only 100 megatons, which is less than 1% of the current arsenals, on cities and essentially produced the same climatic effects, or if you will, the nuclear winter, as we had in our baseline case of 5,000 megatons. The reason for this was very simple. In the cities is concentrated the flammable materials that produce smoke. So with only a very small number of weapons, one can burn a very large <laughs> amount of the materials that we've accumulated in our cities and produce a... It's just funny. It's just funny. It occurs to me that, like... Oh. These guys all get together and they're worried about the environment. It's like, what about, like, did you hear the testimony of those Japanese people? Yeah, that seems like to me, like, that's far less jarring than, like, the human testimony of, yeah, like, yeah. zombie, like, dead people with skin hanging off them. And again, you know, we have this sort of instant reaction to that kind of stuff where it's because you're used to Holocaust shit. Hmm. So you're like, I am being manipulated. This is some bullshit. But the problem is, this, this is, is I don't the allied that. people yeah. that did this telling you what they did yeah it's very different than saying this is this is what these germans did and it's like if you did this that testimony from those japanese people is just as horrifying as anything from the holocaust in fact more horrifying because it's real right and the holocaust stuff is not horrifying one because it's goofy and weird and stupid and and two because it's also just fake and made up and so it's just a joke it's actually a lie with an agenda Hey, it's your worst possible nightmare. It's the sound of Borzoi interrupting whatever wonderful talking point Mike is making right now, interrupting your own train of thought. And you're in this position listening to me right now, well, because you're listening to the free version of this show. You're not even getting all the content, and now you have to listen to me. Is this what you want? Is it really? This is the, You want to hear this? You want to hear me? That just can't possibly be what you want. So if you want to rectify that issue, go to therightstuff.biz slash paywall. You can make one-time donations and get three months, six months, even a year. So why are you doing this to yourself? This has to be especially troubling because I'm not even going to check the audio on how this sounds. So you could also be listening to just terrible audio right now. So why not just stop doing this to yourself and get behind the paywall at therightstuff.biz slash paywall. Yes, yes, it's literally a lie <laughs> with an agenda, and and it's and why? it's also. But what's funny is you'd think they could have done a better job with it, but whatever, why didn't I'm we, glad they didn't. Why don't we send like a, a bear and an eagle <laughs> and like an electric floor to to Hiroshima? That would work. That would work better. Maybe send like but a roller coaster also, of death to Nagasaki. This also tells me that people that are Holocaust promoters, and and I'm talking about non-Jews here, like Matthew the Matthew Cockrell type. 
um, that seem like outraged or angry or like who's that other that nerd that does that podcast that always just talks about us. He he's like upset. Oh, about it doesn't matter yeah. what his name is. Don't worry about it. I don't even remember, but who cares? Um, you know these these goys, these buck goys that are upset about it. It's like, were, are you really upset? Uh, I mean, I don't even at this point, I don't even really believe that it was purely with them, with people like that, with shills like that. That is purely some kind of like trauma, like that you were induced by trauma to be like this, because if you can just shrug off, which they do, the the nuking of Japan and not just the nuking of Japan, but like well, the, the bombing of not just Dresden, but Hamburg. There's like horrific video of the burning of the bombing of Hamburg in which a million German people were killed. And they literally many of them were cooked alive because it was such a massive conflagration. They didn't a... use nukes. That is so not even fucking acknowledged. I, I, Hiroshima and Nagasaki, like, yeah. I remember, I mean, the callousness with which the sort of like warlike neocon patriots, uh, who, who like led opinion in this country 20 years ago, 15 years ago, yes, spoke about that with like so how, how it was, it was so, it was, it was more than worth it to show the world what atomic weapons were capable of. It's like, here's yeah, this it was great, a flex. Yeah. And you're just supposed to, yeah, like, it was a flex on Russia. Like, Oh, and 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 hmm. filthy, um, filthy fucking people that were like taken in by war propaganda, and like we get accused of like people fed posting and shit, but fed posting is always allowed if it's in the right cause. Like you're mm-hmm. always allowed to make blood curdling murderous statements about the correct enemy. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying like for these people that do the Holocaust stuff, the counterpoint of like Hamburg and Dresden and Hiroshima and Nagasaki and Tokyo, this doesn't affect them. And that makes me think they're just fucking shills and liars and they pieces are of shit. But that's how bug men work. Like they, they're not yeah. actually like, you know, they're not like building their identity based on like anything like observable or like history or anything they're a part of. Like they pick and choose like little things like a la carte, like what their identity is. So they are sad about the Holocaust, not like suffering in general, not like anything about the war. Like they are sad about Jews because, you know, you get a reward for that. They just respond to stimuli. Like a uh, right. bug, for example, you know, like that was kind of the point I was building to was that like they're simply just it's like just because it's Jews and yeah. like just because it's conformist and just because it's like the acceptable thing. But like if you want to be mad about atrocities, if all atrocities don't make you mad, then I can I, I consider you to be just like a piece of shit. Yeah, you're just you know, a bad like person. You, you're just like a bad person. You're promoting a fake atrocity and you're ignoring real ones and you're doing it so you can remain socially acceptable. And you're just, that's just, you know, that's a, that's a difficult place for you to be. Mm. Or maybe it's not, maybe it's an easy place for you to be. And that's oh, a shame. Very I would that's, like that's, to make, yeah. I want to make it a difficult place for you to be. It should be difficult. You should have a difficult time when you do that. And that's why that's also like, they all, they ultimately have a difficult time when they, um, come up against us. Miles power, had a few things to say over the weekend, actually, on Twitter. You know what one oh. of them was? He's, he's already coping with why he's not going to review Grandma Rudolph's book. Hmm. Want to know what one of his reasons is? One of his I'm reasons is because it's obvious that when Grandma Rudolph went to Auschwitz to do his research, he set about to disprove the Holocaust. Well, then he can he can easily like disprove uh, his methodology then. Right. right? He can find the faults in that and show like, look, he fudged this like he fudged these numbers or did this in an incorrect way to arrive at this. Right. So he could just easily prove his own point. Right. 
if that were the case, I mean, even if it probably is the case, that's going to be every, that, you, what, what's gotta, your motivation. That's going to be a tough space for Miles Power to be in because it's Miles Power who's been trying to make hay out of the fact that uh, that Rudolph called Leuchter an amateur who made a lot of mistakes. And it's like, yeah, he, he went there that because he, he simply wanted to. And he went yeah. there to correct the mistakes. So how do you can't have that both ways? Like basically saying this guy did a bad job. These decisions were not made by an engineer or something like that. I, they were not made. I can't remember what the exact line was that Ru- Ru- Rudolph said. But like obviously yeah. he went over there to, to 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 correct the record. And guess what he found? So Miles, well, go the there. Go there with your go the... go take heck take a swig of turpentine and uh, maybe some bleach. And go over to Auschwitz and, and go test the walls yourself. Go smuggle right. some uh, Look, smuggle some samples out of your the underpants. The problem is that these people, bug men, see analysis of motives, uh, and if the motive is to overturn Jewish narratives, that in and of itself is all the proof you need. Uh, they'll never say. Miles doesn't say like, "Well, what was?" Here's my thing: What was your motive when you set out to do a video series debunking Holocaust denial? Had you ever looked at it before? You probably hadn't. But your your motive from the beginning was to debunk it. Why wasn't your motive, let's see what this Holocaust thing is all about. Let's look at the evidence mm. and then see where you went. No, you mm. went, you were also engaged in motivated reasoning. Saying someone is engaged nihilism. in motivated – yeah, it's it's not an argument. It's like, okay, it doesn't matter. Were they right or not? Like you can be motivated to find a result, find it, and even if that's the one you wanted to find, you're still just right. Well, right. I, can, I feel like most like investigative research is based on somebody going, you know what? I got a hunch about something and then looking into it like like does everybody just sort of bounce around like randomly, like stumbling into stuff like with completely indifferent like, oh, today I just happen to be looking into the fucking gas chambers. Like, I don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> you know? right. Well, that's the thing. It's like research is always is always ba- is always goal based. Right. And so you, you only you just use that. I mean, how do you also, like, first of all, the whole the entire Holocaust industry is relies it's motivated reasoning <laughs> who 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 want to do who want a certain outcome background it's a whole assumptions fucking thing right and it's 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 even worse than Gerard Rudolph because he wants to at least he legitimately wants to overturn a lie and I'm sure that if he couldn't do it he's the type of he's got that type of of autism where like he would actually announce to the world that he he was unable to to disprove it even if he wanted to. But like the these Holocaust shills and these Jew shills, like they don't work like that. Like, nah, like I want to prove it and oh, if you want to disprove it, you're bad. Like he's bad just because he wanted to disprove it. But the problem is his Miles' audience is so midwit. It's like it's literally Reddit. That's the place where he aggressively gets mid most engagement. Yes. It's it's like he's got the mids turned up all the way to the graphic. His EQ is like a bell. If you're hearing my voice right now, something has gone terribly, terribly wrong. Unless this is just how you want to live. Who am I to tell people to stop listening to free content that's constantly interrupted, that has to deal with my voice and whatever audio quality this is going to come out in? Who am I to tell people that they should be getting behind the paywall at the right stuff dot biz slash paywall? Especially if they're not white, which I assume that's what, what you probably are if you're hearing my voice right now. This is... That's just, that's just my assumption. I could be wrong, but I mean, if you're not white, legally you do have to tell me that you're not white. This is. I told Sven that I'd I'd record some commercials for him, and at first I thought I was going to put some effort into it, but then I realized, why don't I just ramble in the dumbest way possible and force you to listen to it? Because that's what you're doing right now. You are listening to this. 
what it, Mike was probably saying something very interesting, something very insightful, and now you're listening to me. Is this really what you want? Is this is this how you want to live? Do you want to be non-white? Because again, that's I just assume that's what you are. You could always fix that. You could rectify this problem by going to the right stuff that biz slash paywall and getting yourself a subscription, and then you'll never have to hear me again, you know, unless I'm filling it or something. Curve, right? It's like the mids are just all the way up. But um, you know, his main audience is on Reddit, which should tell you something. Mm. Like he doesn't get much engagement on Twitter or YouTube, but Reddit off the fucking charts. Right. That's where his that's where his people are. So yeah. Cool. Well, let's just finish this video and just take it right to break. This is made by this yeah. is made by Neo Atlas. It's on Odyssey. I'll have the link in the notes. Note to self in two weeks, put the link oh, yes, in the notes. I was actually upset by hearing that testimony. Yeah, actually, that was why that was basically that. why I wanted to play it. That atrocity. Yeah. That's atrocity. That's like, an atrocity. That's an atrocity. Our country did for no good fucking reason. Oh no, no, no. The reason was they wanted to see what would happen. They tell you that themselves. Yeah. Incredible. Oh, they never would have surrendered. Just like the Germans, they the the Japanese had a super they already super did. evil soul that was like they would never stop. They just they just wanted to be at war for no reason. Yeah, for fun. <laughs> no, they, they had surrendered. What it was is that they didn't want to let Jews come in and remake their entire government and have like a twenty three year old Jewish woman write their constitution. That's oh, what they didn't want. So sorry, we had to nuke them. that's what we have for you. A very large they, amount they of smoke to produce yeah. climate effects. Another startling conclusion challenges the credibility of a massive surprise attack or preemptive strike by one side to destroy the other's weapons. Oh. It could be suicidal, even if the other side did not fire back. Conventional wisdom, no matter how deeply felt, may not be a reliable guide in an age of apocalyptic weapons. We need to do something inside our heads. We must change the way we ordinarily think about this. Uh, Einstein said after... Uh, after Hiroshima, that I, everything I said, had changed the out of the except of Jews. our way of thinking. <laughs> and that's the critical... If Albert Einstein is your model, like, he was a fucking warmongering kike. He wanted to well, basically here's, here's incinerate a, here's all a, the Germans. Here he's the peacenik. Einstein said after... He's not a peacenik. After Hiroshima, that everything had changed except our way of thinking. And that's the critical point to realize that uh, we live in a completely different, different world than anybody. Yeah, right. That would be a great quote from anybody else. <laughs> what he meant was like, there's still anti-Semitism. We literally nuked. He's like, we burned alive and nuked millions of people and they are still anti-Semitism. They still hate. But he did before 1945. So simply uh, stockpiling more and more weapons does not make you safer. In fact, after a certain point, it makes you increasingly less safe. The Moscow-Washington conference was about the fact that for 30 years, without realizing it, we may have been living with enough weapons to destroy the climate of our own planet. Yet it ended with cautious optimism. Yeah. On the other hand, there is also something that is very pleasing about this conference. And that is the fact that the prominent scientists who are sitting here, our colleagues... American scientists and Soviet scientists are united, united in their views that there should be no nuclear war. That could only mean disaster and death for mankind. But I personally am comforted by this meeting 
because in our times, the authority of scientists is very great, and we should all bring our influence to bear in order to bring about an end to the arms race. There must never be a nuclear war. Is this the origin of like the global nuclear clock or whatever, like the Federation of Atomic Scientists or oh, something it like that? Been. Is... Could have been. I don't know when that was started. It's just, yeah, it might know. be, but yeah. yeah, it's funny. It's funny how they're all. It's funny how you know what you know what the real problem was with this whole thing. I don't see any black people here. <laughs> how can you have a Good serious point. meeting of, of well, science? Well, I mean, the black the black people were all in Japan. They're the the charred, burned up oh, recipients God, oh, of God. of the experiment. Oh. Sorry. Is that how they make them? <laughs> In August 1984. Don't you dare make me hit that drop. I'm not doing it. Four, the United States government began to set up a major new scientific study of the effects of nuclear war on the atmosphere. It will cost Dude, about $50 million like, over five years. I don't know. The U.S. government spends well, more than a thousand times. Well, the effects on people. They, that experiment, okay, we got the data on that. Is that figure the every year. On nuclear weapons. All right, I think now it just turns into synthwave. Yeah, I think it's just Some like. But it's pretty fucking here. awesome, though. Yeah. yeah. This film has been declassified. Yeah, this is this is cool. This, this is cool shit. Now. This song is badass, but yeah, yeah, that's Whoops. really great. It really doesn't fit the mood of the rest of the piece there. So Mr. Clean, but the dude, this imagery along with this music is lit. Like this yeah. is the yeah. original shit. Like this fucks. Yeah, this slaps. <laughs> yeah, I like it. And the, dude, the, the imagery. Is, nah, it's gotta be dubbed. Yeah, it's gotta be dubbed. I was gonna say, is this modern? Is this that Predator guy? This is no, like, dude. This is what they're copying. This shit was real. It was a real thing. Sure. And everything else it is just sound. It sounds too like clean. This is new. This is new music, I think. But the obviously ah. the imagery is old. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it might be new music. Predator or like Carpenter Brut or something. I, I know it. I thought it was like Perturbator. Like, yeah, it's some kind of modern yeah. stuff. Oh, I have Carpenter Brut. Carpenter. I thought it, I thought it was a. <laughs> I thought it was a. I thought it was like a cologne for guys who uh, work with wood. Yeah. It's just uh, wood chips and ball sweat. Never forget, Jews are willing to turn people into like walking piles. Oh, 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 you don't like interruptions. Well, this is a different kind of interruption. This is a pre recorded interruption to remind you that you wouldn't be hearing this interruption if you would actually pony up, support our work here at TRS, and buy a subscription to the show. It's only $10 a month uh, un- un- unless you're using like e checks. Then there's some extra fees because e checks fucking suck. Don't use those. The point is, we need your support. You can't use credit cards anymore. It's kind of a pain in the balls, but we still need you to help us out. And if you're enjoying the content, uh, these silly commercials will go away. We won't bother you anymore if you just do. So go to the right stuff.biz slash paywall. Uh, make an order. You can use Z-checks. You can mail in a money order. You can use a bunch of different cryptocurrencies, all which suck and are annoying, but we'll get it figured out. Or you can go to my Odyssey channel, Uncle Spend's Other Tone Stream, and you can... Uh, Give me a donation there and send me a screenshot of the transaction. We'll get you figured out. So, yeah. I guess any second now we'll go back to the show. I don't know when because I don't want these to be quick and predictable so that you can't just skip through them to make them go away. 
So this one's going to be a little extra long. But yeah, you need a subscription. You need a subscription. Of like flayed, burned flesh. Yep. In order to keep control of the planet, right? Like they will do that shit. I like how that they go from like nukes to just like, oh my god, soldiers marching. That's perfect. What if uh, what if the entire narrative here is like, please don't do this to Israel. If you do this to Israel, even a preemptive strike, you'll doom the whole world to extinction. So no nukes in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but think about this. Like when you watch these type of videos, think how much gayer planet Earth is today. Like, um, and it's it's because of the nukes on on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. It's because of the bombs on Dresden. Yep. And it's because of the bombs on Hamburg and Berlin that this that no longer does the world have cool hey. shit. And uh, it is literally what destroyed it. Like they the Jews in their genocidal war of atrocities against the entire rest of the world that killed forty to fifty million people to keep their global neoliberal gay system in place they made it so we can't have anything cool or aesthetic or or neat or awesome anymore and even these displays of these soldiers marching it took a little while longer but they now talk about like the age of autocracy is over like even when living in america in the 80s you could at least look on tv and see governments see all these autocratic governments with their soldiers and military uniforms marching around and be like that looks kind of cool that's a totally different kind of, of thing than we have here in America, and Jews are just like, yeah, not for long. Well, saying, saying everywhere is going to be gay. Autocracy is gone is kind of a kind of a cope because it seems like autocracies are actually on the rise and kind of leading to a yeah. global split and like a new Cold War. So it's like, yeah, I don't really know that that's over. So I don't think it's going to be fine. a Cold War because the Cold War was cold because Jews mm-hmm. were on both sides of it. Um, sure. And if this if this split is real and happening, Jews are not going to have the same. Now they granted they were more always been more in the West. They've always been even the, so even though we have Yuri Israel there, <laughs> uh, the Soviet Union did have a lot of Jews. But America was more, and it became clear, you know, as the Cold War progressed, that America, the Cold War was actually almost like a Jewish A/B test. But they came down on one side. Yeah. Yeah. And and they've now gone Russia in their view in the view of, of Jews Russia has gone back to a, like a pre-Soviet kind of mm-hmm. they keep calling Putin like wanting to be is using like a Republican form to act as like a czar and so they they see this as like a big step backwards whereas they want everything to be like gay democracy and they thought that you know communism would be the first step on the road to that um, and as it right. turned out that theory was dead wrong communist countries don't actually it's they have a much more hard time getting former communist countries to embrace neoliberal bullshit than um countries that were just always neoliberal bullshit (laughs) but yes anyway and that's it this is over i think this is star trek the motion picture isn't it Uh, v'ger it's v'ger yeah yeah oh it is (laughs) v'ger no i'm just making that up if it is, it's a coincidence. Uh, anyway, that was kind of yeah, a fun video. Kind of Where down. did you find that? On just on uh, YouTube somewhere? It was on Ranbot's show. Somebody, whoever made oh, okay. that, like paid him to play it. And I really liked it, so I decided I would play it. Yeah. I like mm. how they show, showed like the uh, like Forkster, or Folksturm in there. Yeah. Uh, like as though that was like a scary, spooky thing. And it wasn't just regular ass people defending themselves from an empire that said listen like unconditional surrender or fuck you so well this was the other thing i was going to say about um world war ii is that 
this was the the idea of like not not accepting the Japanese surrender. The reason they didn't accept it because remember the Japanese had surrendered, yeah, and then they nuked them. And the reason was because the Japanese thought if we surrender and like give up, I guess probably certain territory or something, we can remain we, Japan. We can stay Japan, like our ruling body and structure can stay intact. That's just not fucking true. That was never and and the from the point of view of the Jews that were running. The evil allied powers, the wicked, disgusting, filthy war crime, you know, doing the war crime, doing allied powers. <laughs> um, if you were in the axis and your fundamental governing structure did not change, the war wasn't over. The war was not over. You don't just say, okay, whoops, we kind of pushed a little too far into Poland. We'll, we'll pull back. We didn't realize what kind of mess that was going to create. Sorry. No. No, you go. You And they, they and this kind of blood-curdling rhetoric and the, even the discussion of regime change, you know, at one point it would have actually been considered possibly like fucking illegal to talk like that. Yeah. But now they just openly talk about like regime. take because you were not supposed to do it's technically illegal in America to carry out assassinations. Like why wasn't Donald Trump like a fucking arrested for assassinating Soleimani? That's fucking actually illegal in America to do that. Especially but, um, the way that they did it too, because like they were saying they were going to have peace talks or something. Yeah. No, they yeah, literally it was like broke layers all of civilized rules of yeah. of war. Well, he was just a visiting diplomat invited by the Iraqi government and or he was invited in. He was a visiting dignitary invited in by the Iraqi government and they just killed him. And the Iraqis were pissed. They're like, "You, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. So. um, So, yeah. So, I mean, this is the evil empire. And 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 that's just the fact. Like, Norm Macdonald was right. It's funny how amazingly the good, good guys, guys always, always win, right? right? All right. Are we lucky? All right. It's fucking crazy, Adam. They're all history. Every single time, the good guys win. Isn't that weird? Great. Well, thanks, Tony. Anyway. Yeah. We're going to take off for a break now. A cool. break of I don't know how many days until we record another hour. The rest I don't know how many show. days until we record another hour, but I don't know how many days until yeah. you'll see new content. It might be several. Cool. Ah. Well, thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah. If it happens again, I'll, I'll have a camera so you can see my shameful poor person house and my uh, schlubby five o'clock shadow you know it'll be and really your good. weird eyebrows that mean your yeah. eyebrows dude what's, what's yeah. wrong with this eyebrows I, mean, I never noticed that before yeah. oh well it's a surprise <laughs> yeah. he looks he looks oh, like man, the, the alcohol cough suppressor is wearing off so it's he looks like that stop. cia he looks oh, like that cia satanist guy i can't remember his name that's what's wrong with his eyebrows a- aquino yeah that's aquino, my, yeah, that's my that uncle a- yeah you forgot <laughs> <laughs> all right here we go Okay. You are listening to the Daily Show as racist and sexist as they can be. We're gonna offend you, isn't it funny? La 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 la! 